morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, my beautiful, beautiful listener, and welcome once again to another episode of Ramblings of a King, where we get to talk about anything and everything, nothing, and I mean nothing is off the table. You are listening to God's greatest gift to mankind, the one, the only King, and I am coming at you with another episode, yes, another episode of Ramblings of a King. I'm excited, I'm ecstatic, I am over the moon to be putting another episode out there, and just like I keep on saying on each and every single episode, I'd like to know who is listening to me. So head on over to my socials at King underscore KE1 on Twitter and King underscore Arnold KE on Instagram. Tell me where you're listening from. Tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you'd like to hear on the show and it will be taken into consideration. I'd also like to say the ramblings of a king offers voiceover services. So if you need voiceover work done for your business, for your advertisement, for your brand or for whatever else, and I literally mean whatever else you may need it for, Feel free to reach out on my socials, like I said, King underscore Arnold KE on Instagram and King underscore KE1 on Twitter. You can also reach out on the official WhatsApp number, plus 254-706-694-695. I'll repeat it, plus 254-706-694-695. And I assure you, quality will be delivered. Now, with all of that out of the way, let us get straight into what I had for you this day. Now... Today I am not going to go into social commentary, or maybe I am, but let us call this the special birthday edition of Ramblings of a King, celebrating who? The one, the only king, which is moi. So, yeah. And this past weekend has been a special one for me. I was celebrating my birthday, so this weekend I turned 20 half, yeah? I turned 20 half, and uh, you know, every time personally my birthday comes along it has me thinking has me reflecting on the past year on the things i've been through on the things i've experienced the things i've seen the things i have done and it uh, it's a moment of self-reflection things i can and should do better things i should stop doing uh, completely and that was that moment for me yeah and to be honest where say a roller coaster of a year that is what this past year has been yeah and there are a couple of things i did learn a couple of things i did observe a couple of things i thought it wise for me to share with you guys yeah so if you will bother if you will bother to sit down and listen this is going to be a very honest episode and uh probably not that long so yeah let's get straight into it so over the past year a lot a lot has happened yeah a a lot really has happened so since october you know with corona by the time my birthday last year was getting uh, i was getting to my birthday last year i had gotten a job uh early on in the year lost it when covid hit and things are not that easy yeah so october all through to december there was no formal employment yeah but one or two things here and there and you managed to get uh, a couple of hundred and you survive you manage you survive and at the beginning of the year went into formal employment again yeah. Now, since I was young, I thought 
formal employment was for me. I always saw myself in a suit and tie behind a desk or in official clothes behind a desk and I thought that would work for me. Even last year, I thought that would work for me. Yeah. And for a short time, it really did. It really, really did. But when it happened this year, the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, job, steady source of income and uh, whatnot. And it's like, yeah, this is working. This is working. But not even a month into the job, you feel that sense of dissatisfaction. Yeah. And it's not because I appreciate, or it's not because I do not appreciate Kwana place in doing here, but it's because you realize that, man, I am really, really not satisfied. I'm really, really not satisfied wherever I am. But like this economy can bend you over a table at any time and take you from behind. So it's not like you can say, screw this job, I'm off. No, 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 no. Especially for those of us who are not really that brave. So you you have to keep your head down and continue tr- uh, going through the trenches. And that's exactly what I did. Kept my head down, went through the te- trenches up until the middle of the year when the, let's say the contract ended. Yeah, the contract ended. Now, you know, the initial panic is there when you're like, I was used to this stability of having a place where you'd go from nine to five, of uh, having an income coming in at the end of every month, and now that stability in a potter. Now the question is, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? And just like every other person, you decide to go into, you try doing your own shit. Now, granted, that time I had already fired up uh, this podcast again. So it really helped me then. Yeah, it really helped me. For the first couple of months, I poured myself there. Oh, the first couple of weeks, I poured myself there. That is why we're going on an influx of, of episodes. The main reason we are even at 30 or something episodes is because of that period. Yeah, you're like, I have a lot of free time. I was used to being busy. I am not that busy anymore. What can I do? There was that. You also decide to become an, 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 an entrepreneur. And anyone who is an entrepreneur knows that that shit is not easy. That shit is really, really not easy. And that is exactly what happened. Podcast, entrepreneurship. But you realize that it is up and down. There is really no set day. You do not have the assurance of uh, a salary. You do not have the assurance that tomorrow there will be clients. You have to keep looking and you sometimes lose morale for it. You really, really do. When I left there, I had steady stream of meetings with potential clients, people who showed uh, a potential of actually coming of, of me taking them on as clients. Yeah. And things were looking optimistic. And that kept me going. Yeah. It kept me going. But, Unajua, yeah, I think, not I think, I know 
now that I've seen it, I know, and probably most of you have gone through the same, especially when you're in the service industry and it's a service where you have to source your clients. Like before a business gets to the point where a client comes to you by themselves, they look for you, it really takes a lot. Before that, you are basically a hawker. Regardless of the business you are in, you are basically a hawker. You are hawking your goods, you are hawking your services. Now, when you are Kenya, you are a hawker. You are a hawker. You are a hawker. You Narudi. Yeah? Watu wakuliza bay, but you never really actually buy. And I experienced that. And man, that that is demoralizing. It really, really is. Yeah. So you go from having like a steady stream of potential clients to none at all. And my friend, that is the ghetto. That is the ghetto. Going from being in a place where you know where you're getting your bread and butter from and going to a place where you're almost nil, sometimes even nil, yeah, it's not easy. Anyone who has gone through that, anyone who is going through that, I believe there's, a, there's the other side to it. I really, really do believe. And it is at that moment, it is during such moments that... You get to see things clearly. You really do. I promise you, when you have money, when you have something in your pocket, and it might not even be a lot, it really might not be a lot, but when you know that there is this place, I will get this each and every single time without fail, and you know you can cushion yourself with that thing, I feel like you have rose-colored glasses on, or at least you have some sort of blind before your eyes where you really do not get to see things for what they actually are. You really don't. And it is only when that cushion is taken away from you, you now realize too, where? This shit is a ghetto. Yeah. And for me, it was acquaintances. It was acquaintances. Now, before I even go in on that, I'd really like to say that you know, there's some people who either have gone through the same thing as you have or just, I think, naturally empathetic and they will understand the situation you are in. They totally will understand the situation you are in. And I had those sort of people in my life and for that I will be forever grateful. Yeah, People who understood that this man, this person is going through a transitionary period and they understood that. And they gave you their support, might not have been financially, but they gave you their support. Some even hooked you up with opportunities, because that is what happened for me. There were some who understood that this man is transitioning from being this, and now he's becoming something else. I will give him the space to grow or to change, and I will also just be there for him. And I appreciated that so much. Some even came through, yeah. Friend of mine called Natasha. <laughs> He's a dude. He is a dude, a light skinned dude. Reason for that, Alindi texti to Kyokampoa Kijita Natasha Tinajaribu Kunikatia. Story for another day. But yeah, coming through for me with opportunities, and he was one of the 
last people are expected to do that, but he actually did. And those moments you realize like, man, this dude is actually my friend. Like this dude is actually my friend. And it's an eye-opening moment. It was an eye-opening moment for me. Yeah, It really, really was. And it is during those moments that you learn to appreciate the people who can be that for you. But unfortunately, the other thing you learn during your time, Niati, family, family can, family can, can have you in a very bad mental space. Can really have you in a bad mental space. Especially immediate family. Ah man, those people can screw you left, right and center. Yeah. These people will act the Kama Sutra with you when you're in a bad space. And I saw that. I saw that. Like when you go from a place where you would be able to chip in here and there, where you'd not need assistance, Kutoka, your elder siblings or whoever. Like when you go from there, alafu unajipato kupointe hauna, you realize that people see you as a plague. Family actually see you like the plague. And for some, and I swear that is one of the worst feelings you can ever have in your life, knowing that your family looks at you that way. And it's not that you because that's not what I did. No. Yeah. At least I don't think I did. No. You're not asking for handouts. But you have become a leper. Ukona leprosy bana. And it has you thinking. Yeah. Like of all the people you would have expected to distance or to give you that sort of treatment, family is the last. But you experience that and you're like, oh fuck, this is actually the truth of the matter. This is actually how things are. And in as much as it is also eye-opening, peer, it messes you up a bit. It really, really does. Imagine being close to someone or seeing someone each and every day. And you know that this person looks at me. Like they look at you the same way. They really do. And it's not an easy thing to swallow, but at the same time, you have to swallow it. You have no option but to swallow it. Yeah. So that was that for me. And you get to a point where, or it got to a point where I realized that you can only, most of the time, not all the time, because I really do believe that it is good for you to have a support system. And for those who are lucky enough to have it, you're in a good place. I did not have a large support system, but I did have one. And that consisted of friends and extended relatives. Not even relatives, extended relative, singular, singular. And it's not because they, and it's not because they sent me money, but you see that person you can talk to and they would just understand that is my cousin for me who just understood the space I was in 
We did not talk that often, but I felt like she understood the space I was in. She, I really, really believe she did. Yeah. And every time we would talk, I remember there are times I'd need to go to uh, Nairobi. And I think it was after I, I, I went from that job that you, you, I decided to pursue a bit of my passions. Yeah, so podcast here, there was music here, auditioning for a show in Nairobi, uh, meeting up with a big artist who saw my content on IG, said, let's meet up, let's do one or two things, or let's talk about doing one or two things. And I remember the times when I not have a place where I'd be accommodated, should come through last minute. A person who I just texted, hey, I'll be here, I'm going to this and this fix. Can you come through for me? And they actually do. And again, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Because in as much as we are relatives, um, you do not expect that from everyone. Even your aunt, your uncles, even your siblings, you do not expect that for everyone. And she was that for me. And up to this day, I really do not believe this is someone I will ever grow apart from, if that makes sense. Yeah. I really do not think so. We might not talk for three straight months, but I really do believe this is a person who will forever be close to me. Just because of those little things she did. And you realize, and I think with time, you come to realize that it is those small moments, those tiny actions that people do that really make a difference in your life. This is someone who, even before I went into Kampo, believed in me as a creative. I've always told myself that I bear the burden of being an intellectual and a creative. Is this me tooting my own horn? Is this me tooting my own horn? Totally. I am blowing it loud. But I think I've got to to a point where I'm not ashamed to admit that I am talented because holy shit, I am talented. You think I call myself God's greatest gift to mankind for nothing? (laughs) And yes, yes, Najua, Kiburi, Kiburi. But as a man, I believe it is important for me to every morning to take my dose of audacity and kiburi. If I don't, yeah. So yeah, she believed in me as a creative, even before I went into Kampo, believed that this this potentially or this has the potential to put bread and butter on your table if you pursue it. And every time we would talk. She would ask about it. She would inquire about it. I remember when I got that audition or when I auditioned for something, got a call back and uh, went to Nairobi for it. She was the happiest for me ever. The happiest. And visibly, you could see it. And you see a little bit of resentment or you hear a little bit of resentment in their voice. But you have to ignore it because, again, you're like, no, maybe, maybe I'm hallucinating. But when you actually see that who you want to is like genuinely happy for me, man, that was something else. That really, really was something else. And I appreciated it. I still do. Every time I think about it, I think of myself as being one of the luckiest dudes 
on earth yeah so you enter into that space realize that apart from my small uh, support system i have to look out for me and i think that is a lesson that can be very difficult to learn knowing that you only have you or the main person you can rely on is you hmm? it really really is a difficult lesson to learn and i'm not saying that it is a lesson i have i have graduated from no it's 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 a process it's an everyday thing you realize killer siku that bro ni wewe tu ni wewe tu ni wewe tu not easy but i believe it was necessary for me <clears throat> over the last year i've also I've also tried getting in touch with religion not really religion or my spiritual side as well but both if i'm being honest yeah both anyone who knows me and come who could let me just put it out there i am an adventist yeah i am an adventist wala sio kuvaa suti ama official saturday tu ukipatana nao katikati ya wiki wanakavyo wanajisikia so yeah i'm an adventist and i had to get in touch with my spiritual side again and trust me it is not easy it really is not easy because there's so many things that can make you or so many things that made me doubt the existence of god that made me doubt whether there is a god or, and if there is a god why is he not listening up until i actually noticed that he was that is what i truly truly believe he was listening he was with me in those moments i did not see it then i am seeing it now now that i can that i have the ability to remove myself from a situation and look at it i can see that he is at least for me that is what i believe i do not believe in things happening by chance there's no way things just happen by chance there is no way you could be talking to this god or for those who still are having a hard time believing there is a god this higher entity for me that entity is god there's no way one moment or one night you could be talking to him asking him to come through for you and one <clears throat> or two days later or even hours later or even almost immediately something happens something that you truly need and you believe it is chance i do not believe it and that's what was there for me that is essentially how i reconnected he came through for me and i learned how to con- to have a conversation with him and it's something i'm still trying to do not just sometimes especially for anyone who is religious someone who prays or tries to be close to god umeshaji party mifika pale and you're like oh shit it's the middle of the day i have not prayed and you're like ay 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 i feel so guilty about this and then you close your eyes discreetly trying to pray 
and uh, apologizing profusely for forgetting him for almost half the day. That is me. That was me, is me. Slowly transitioning out of it. But it's a conversation I actually have. And I know it sounds crazy talking to no one, but I do not believe I'm, to, I'm talking to no one. So it's a, converse, a literal conversation I have. Yeah? Hivi, hivi, ni hivi, nataka yende hivi, hii na nisumbua. Although that can be a bit difficult. Yeah. And although sometimes I may not get the answers that I want, but talking about the things that are bothering me or the things that make me happy, put me at peace, especially when there are things that you feel you cannot really tell the people who are close to you. So I rediscovered religion and I'm still rediscovering it in my life. That is another thing I've, I've gone through this past year. I've seen that family can be a crutch or they can be the people who will hold and lift you up. I have seen that family can switch up on you fast, quick, and in a hurry. Yeah. Like I. During. Uh, this Sunday. Literally. This Sunday. As. I was busy being celebrated. You realize that someone is talking shit about you. Family is talking shit about you. Yeah. Saying that you should not. Be getting whatever it is you should be getting. Or, or, or whatever it is that you're getting, that people are being too kind to you, like no one in this world develops kindness. And you know the funny thing that people, or most of the time, you see that people who do this, or what really Shangazad means that the people who do this are the people are people who have gone through whatever it is you have gone through. So they know what it feels like, they know what it is like to be there. But now that they're out of it, they forget. And that is one thing I never ever want to do. To forget. I never ever want to forget. I have seen how it feels like to prioritize other people, yet you are never the priority. Yeah? With friends especially. It feels like shit when you, when someone is always constantly on your mind, when you always have the best interests of somebody in mind, but they never ever really consider you. They never ever really put you first. Let me say that way. You are an afterthought or you are not as important as you are to them. And that is something I, you have to live with. You readjust and you move forward. Just because I'm not put first does not mean nitakatu yumtu off. No, 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 no. It just means that I have to readjust and move forward. I have learned to appreciate and to celebrate the small things. I've always been big on it, but over the past year I've realized how important these things are. Birthdays, graduations, the small, small, or the things that people look at as small, or the people, or the things that someone can just generally 
look over or pass over. These are important things, important things in people's lives. And you realize that there are people who actually value them, but just because they have no one in their life kuwa celebrate ama kuambia this is important or to validate its importance in their lives, something dies in them. And it's important. It's very, very important to actually acknowledge that for yourself and for other people around you. I think the last time I was actually yeah relationship situationship 2016 2016 almost 6 years now and hey I am ready to go back to the market and trust me mimi siendi kwa manyanya zimeoza yeah so that's another thing i've seen get back in the dating game on the dating scene and that also poses its own set of challenges but all these are things i have seen over the past year all these are things that i believe have helped me grow and no matter how small the growth is there is nothing as satisfying as seeing growth in your life and i have seen growth in my life i have seen it that is the most important thing you should be able to see it it doesn't matter if other people don't but if you do then you are moving forward and that's the direction you should be moving in forward yeah so i'm grateful i really really am grateful for the past year extremely So that has generally been me or that basically has been me over the past year. And every time I challenge you every time you celebrate such milestones just take a minute sit back and look back. See the things you have done, things you have learned, things you can be better at, things you should stop doing. You have to take stock of your life. and try to make it as regular as possible so at the end of the day these are just the ramblings of a king